is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Devin and Janky, we discuss Little Girl Blue. We also discuss asking for art and theater and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Devin and Janky. Little Girl Blue uh, just closed yeah. two days ago. A very successful yeah. run. I've heard such wonderful things. I yeah. I personally love the show. I'm curious. What was the what was your path to that piece? How did you connect with it? So the um uh the second year of Live and in Color, we were workshopping a new musical called The Family Resemblance by Masi Asari, who's actually nominated for a Tony Award this year. Yeah. And uh we lost one of our actresses right before we started rehearsal. And uh through friends a friend found this amazing actress, Leona Michelle, who is a force of nature and we immediately fell in love and one night over wine as these creative things often happen over booze um yeah. leona mentioned that i have this idea for this nina simone musical and of course i pulled our, our musical director mark pfeiffer who you know who did all the musical arrangements and i said we both were like well, tell us more and she said i have this idea that you know everyone knows nina simone is a civil rights activist and sort of this difficult person and a jazz singer but what people don't know is that she was a classical pianist a, a child prodigy and and she her biggest heartbreak was that she couldn't do that and was rejected from the curtis institute because she was black so we wanted to focus on the classical part of it mm -hmm. so i we just were like let's do it and we jumped in and the three of us spent thousands of hours on our own time just because we believed in the project and mm -hmm. doing uh uh Lana had not really written anything and i said oh we're gonna do a benefit concert in two months right show mm -hmm. so she sat down and wrote the first draft and then mark and i came in and and we started doing uh readings and a workshop and then two years into it which is really fast we uh george street playhouse came to see one of the workshops that live and in color produced and they produced it out at george street for a unbelievably successful run mm. sad we were supposed to move to off broadway pandemic happened mm. and then um we uh donalyn hilton at goodspeed uh brought us up there last summer which was thrilling and then we opened on off broadway at new world stages earlier this year so you know, it, it happened actually very fast for a musical. Yeah. Um, and I, I, uh, super proud because I feel like the story was very much needed. I think Nina sort of Nina Simone is sort of in the in the in the world right now, and and I think people are paying attention to her in a different way than when she was alive. Yeah. Because of the world, and you know, she. I always say like, when I don't know how many people know about her, but in her time she was sort of considered crazy angry black woman you know and who was but now she's actually looking at what she was saying she was actually only speaking the truth and speaking what was actually going reacting in an appropriate way to what was going on in the world and now yeah. you know i think people are realizing that hindsight um <laughs> it's 2020 yeah. it seems how how did you feel about it how did you feel about the process and the show and the whole production oh i mean it was so exciting i mean to be on a project that we just loved and believed in and would do anything for not easy because you know it's a lot of hustling a lot of like rewrites i think the collaboration between mark leon and i was 
amazing. I mean, we really understood what we wanted to do and what story we want, wanted to tell and sort of stuck to our, our vision of it sure. all the way. Um, uh, and I think people got it. I think people like really um, uh, came on board. And um, I, uh, I also just from a producerial standpoint, just what we were talking about in terms of the finances of theater, hmm. I was really wanting to create a show that could be produced easily and was accessible to a wide audience and was also provocative and, and timely. And it's one actor, actress with three musicians. They're all play roles. And hmm. so there's already a lot of interest in producing it all over the country and the world because of that and because of what it is. So the business side as along with the artistic side we're sort of going hand in hand um and i'll just share like one of the things i'm most proud of is um it, you know george george street playhouse and george street playhouse is you know an established theater primarily white audience um they have their subscription base we had a completely sold out run at george street and they discovered over 60 percent of their ticket sales were new ticket buyers and a huge chunk of that were people of color. Mm. This, a similar thing happened at Goodspeed where it's very, very sort of older white conservative audiences. They weren't sure what, how they were going to go over, it would go over. Right. It started drawing in this whole new audience. So it, it just, that, that was so encouraging. I mean, that wasn't really the intention with it, but the fact that I feel like if you build it, they will come mm -hmm. is sort of a, a, a really, you know, cliche thing to say, but also very true, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it can sometimes be used as an excuse of, Oh, there's no audience for that. Oh, but the ticket buyers are white, white, white. And it's like, mm, yeah. uh, no, <laughs> tell more stories. Yeah. Yeah. More people will come. So, yeah. and kudos, kudos to you. I'm excited to, to hear and see the, the future of it. So that's. Yeah. More, more to come. Um, you know, lots of chatter. We stay, stay tuned. <laughs> I love that. How are you in your life balancing achievement versus fulfillment? Achievement versus fulfillment, huh? I mean, that's that's an ongoing thing. I think as any artist, you know, I, I still, I definitely, uh, as I've gotten older and have more experience, I am more particular about the things I do. I have to do things that I'm really passionate about and want to do. Mm. But, you know, as you know, the practicality of like having to pay, pay the rent or feed yourself, you know, so you have to do those jobs. Um, I, I, I think since I started my own company and I have more control over what the kind of work I want to do, that is very fulfilling to me because I just, feel like I'm able to choose a little better. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I still have so much more I wanna do. I sort of feel like I'm at just the starting point of everything, even though I've been doing it a long time. I've been through different different phases of my career. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I definitely am never at a loss for ideas. Like I have way too many ideas <laughs> that I could even keep up with. Yeah. If only people would give me more money, I could, right. I could, you know, then I could like make all the ideas happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's always money. <laughs> but that's, that's what I think is so interesting about it too, because when you have such a compelling story, people jump on board and this concept of asking, you're asking for art, for the, the art form, the theater, 
live theater, you know, original pieces, you know, that kind of thing is just carries a lot of weight, I think, um, yeah. for people. Um, as we're, as we're getting down to the end here, I got a few more questions for you. Is there a common piece of incorrect advice you hear in the theater industry or in life? Um, oh God, <laughs> so many things. Where, so many things. <laughs> how much time you got? How much well, time? No, got? I think I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say just we are all artists. We are all vulnerable, wonderful creatures who innately are creative and want to express and want to make a difference in the world. Mm. And that is really, really, I think what drives all of us as artists. Mm -hmm. um, but it is a business mm -hmm. and it's hard to separate you, as we were just talking about yourself from the business side of it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a perfect, um set up and it's 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 not equal mm. and there are a lot of things that are really not fair about our industry i think having been a person of color in this world and in this business for you know in the business for 40 years plus mm. change is slow it really is and it has to be slow um, in my opinion, that, that I think it really, for it to stick, for it to really be something, because I feel like there's a lot of sort of rash, like, oh, let's just suddenly hire people of color, or let's, we'll, you know, we'll change. And I, I think unless, I don't know, I, I, I think we need to be patient. And the, the, again, not to be pessimistic, but I don't think people change that fast. I think, you know, I think we have to wait for people to die out before the chain we really see the change yeah um you know i have been fighting the fight in terms of uh uh dei issues diversity equity and inclusion and yeah. you know now i'm supposedly i'm a leader and a spokesperson but my take on it is often very different because uh, it, it we have to just you know as the 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 people fighting the fight we have to surround ourselves with the people that believe that are supporters and sort of let the the naysayers or the people that are in power, let them do their thing. Yeah. We have to sort of take over and just start, as I say, always, you, we have to be the writers, we have to be the directors, we have to be the producers, we have to be the ones behind the scene and we need to be the ones writing the check. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We need to be the ones writing the check. Um, Cause I'm always like, I think there, I, I know there's so much injustice. I know there is so much stuff in our business that's wrong, mm. but I don't think, for example, um, going after a director who only, let's say some successful director who only wants to cast white people in their show, mm. that I, as an artist, I have to somewhat respect that and say, okay, that's their aesthetic. If they want to do that, I have to let them do that because no amount of me yelling at them is going to change them in their hearts to want to do that. That's what they want. So I have to, as another director, go create my own thing and say, you know what? Do your thing. I'm going to do over here. I'm going to try and do it better. I'm going to try to do it my own way. And hopefully those audiences will come over. Mm. Um, I, I, I do think that those things will die out. Fashions will. die out. 
and they'll come back. But I think it will be slow. It will. That's that sort of. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Piece. You're saying it so <laughs> articulately because it's so true. I'm finding, you know, like, you know, be the change you wish to see that kind of deal. I'm realizing it, though, with the younger individuals, the younger producers, there's an actual change that I see happening. And it's almost like you can't fight against the what exists. You just have to be the change. So you're absolutely right. I um, I, I'm curious, metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see. Does anything come to mind? Oh, God. Um, I, I, you know, I guess it goes back to the, 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 the Adler saying, well, you know, since we were, uh, it's just be, be your authentic self. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important that we as human beings show up as ourselves Um you know, I, th I think especially as artists, we're always trying to in many ways twist ourselves into knots to be something someone else wants. Mm. And I think trusting yourself, trusting your instincts is very, very important. Um, yeah, and I still struggle with that. Do you know what I mean? I think that's an ongoing thing of self-discovery. Do you know what I mean? That's not, that never ends, yeah. you know, trying to find who, who we are. and you know, just trying to be the best human beings we can, you know, I think in, in our, in our industry, in the world, in our relationships, um, and uh, in many ways, keeping the focus on yourself, you know, not, not in a sort of selfish, egotistical way, but knowing what our part is in the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Well said this conversation. <laughs> so great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my God, it's so good to see you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, I'm just so happy you're you're doing this and and you know sharing these stories with the world. Thank you for what you do. And and uh, it's so funny how Stella Adler has led to this so many years later. I don't know whether they know that you were my student at Stella Adler years and years and years ago. <laughs> so, a, a pivotal point in my life on professionalism yeah. <laughs> and business in theater. I, I recommend I recommend people associating with you and your teaching. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining the show, though. Thank you so much for having me. People of the world, Devin and Jenke. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. <laughs>